This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project, episode 115. This is part two of the four-part Yoga of Emotion series based off of my most popular talk that I give locally, and I wanted to share all that amazing information with you on the podcast. So today is all about the mistakes that we make in dealing with our challenging emotions. And let me just say that these are mistakes that we're making because this is what we have been taught to do. This is what we have been programmed to do. This is not because there is something wrong with you and you are a flawed being and you're doing it wrong. No, we're all doing this. These are the mistakes that I continue to make even though I'm well aware of them and they are deeply embedded into the, you know, my brain and into our culture, into our society. So do not shame yourself when you recognize yourself in these mistakes. But I think it's really important that we become aware of these mistakes so that we can catch ourselves when we're doing them and stop ourselves before we stay too deep into them for too long. And then we'll be able to choose differently and eventually make these mistakes less frequently and replace these mistakes with healthier ways of handling our challenging emotions. So the first mistake is when we do something or consume something in order to escape and distract ourselves from how we are feeling. So this looks like engaging in avoidance or escapism or numbing or coping behaviors like overeating, overdrinking, overspending, overworking, overscrolling, anything that we do to provide temporary relief and give us a little bit of a break from feeling the emotion we don't wanna feel. So this is completely normal. Normal, but not optimal. Normal because we're biologically hardwired to move away from pain and towards pleasure. And we have to do this as a way to adapt to living in society. And we start to learn how to do this as children. As we move into our teens, we learn that we cannot just have emotional outbursts in public because that's not appropriate, that's not allowed. And so we learn to push those feelings down and then we find ways of escaping them. And food is everywhere. It's so easy to grab a snack and distract yourself than it is to actually feel what you're feeling. So the, the common thing about all of these behaviors, eating, drinking, shopping, scrolling is that when you consume them, when you engage in them, you get a dose of dopamine and dopamine feels good. Dopamine provides pleasure. And we, like I said, we're hardwired for pleasure. So we want to do things that feel good, of course. And we have also been taught to do this because, I mean, think of like every commercial you've ever seen on TV, all the marketing that's directed at us basically tells us the same thing. Do this and feel better. Eat this and feel better. Drink this and feel better. Buy this and feel better. So we have been taught that 
the way to feel better is to use these things that are outside of ourselves. Now, the problem, of course, is that each of these behaviors, when we overdo them, have negative consequences and the, have a negative impact on our health, on our bank account, on our balance, on our well-being. So not only are we not dealing with the emotion itself, which has you know its own consequences, but now we're layering on additional problems. So if you're someone that always emotionally eats to deal with your stress and anxiety and, and boredom, then you're going to maybe be carrying extra weight or maybe you're going to have digestive issues or maybe you're going to have other health problems caused by eating when you're not actually hungry and that you're not actually, your body's not needing food. And the same thing goes with drinking. If you are someone that uses alcohol or drugs to escape, then you're going to deal with hangovers. You're going to deal with drug addiction. You're going to deal with dependency. And, you know, same thing. If you are someone that uses shopping, then you are going to go into debt. You're going to overspend. You're going to basically use your money in places that don't like don't really add to your life. And eventually that could become a problem. So another thing about all of these behaviors is that many of them become addictive, especially the ones that give us that huge dose of dopamines, the eating, the drinking, the scrolling. And then what happens is when we're constantly getting our dopamine in these places, our body down regulates dopamine. So it makes less dopamine and we get less pleasure. And then we have to do more of these behaviors to get the same amount of pleasure. And then it feels like we don't have control over ourselves. We feel like we're acting against our will. It's like we don't want to keep drinking so much and working so much and scrolling so much, but it's like we can't stop because it becomes so compulsive. Now, when you learn how to actually handle and allow and process and self-regulate, then you have so much more control over these kind of behaviors. You stop being dependent on them. You stop needing these things that you, from the outside in order to feel better because you have the tools to feel better just using your own mind, your own attention, your own body. And that is very empowering. And that's what we're going to be talking about in part four of this series on, and that's when we talk about emotional empowerment. So that's mistake number one, is basically using emotional Novocaine. Number two is when we judge our feelings and we think that we shouldn't be feeling how we're feeling and because we're feeling bad in some way, we think there's something wrong with us. So this looks like stressing about being stressed, feeling anxious that we have anxiety, being sad that we are sad, <laughs> and now we are not only feeling that initial unpleasant emotion, but now we're layering shame on top of it. So we're compounding our own suffering. And there's a teaching in Buddhism about the second arrow. And the teaching goes that when something bad happens in our life, which, welcome to being human, shit happens. 
It's like being shot with an arrow and it hurts. It's painful. And pain is an, an inevitable part of life. Now, what we do as humans is our brains are meaning making machines. So we look at ourselves being shot by the first arrow and we think we have to make meaning from it. And we usually create a very disempowering narrative. And we think that there's something wrong with us or we've done something wrong or, you know, this kind of thing always happens to us or we, whatever the story is that we tell ourselves, that is the second arrow that we shoot to ourselves. And that one is equally and often even more painful than the first arrow. So the, the reason why we do this and again, so many of us do this, is because we have been taught to believe that we should be happy all the time and that happiness is the goal. And so when we're not happy, which is gonna happen because life, because life, period, then there must be something wrong and there's a problem. And then we compound that pain by layering on all the meaning making and all the disempowering thoughts and narratives on top of our emotional experience. So when we learn to accept the full spectrum of human emotions, all the pleasant, comfortable, wonderful, desired feelings and all the feelings we don't want to have, then we can learn how to take care of ourselves in a better, in a healthier way. And we can hold space for our feelings with non-judgmental compassion and acceptance, an unconditional acceptance. So again, we're going to learn how to, you're going to learn how to do this in these next parts of the series of yoga of emotion. So that's number two. The second mistake is judging our feelings. The third one is when we blame our feelings on things outside of ourselves, circumstances, or other people. And again, we've been taught to do this. So when you were young, your mom probably said things like, you make me mad. Or maybe like, don't do that. You're hurting your brother's feelings. So unfortunately, this leads us to believe that we have control over how others feel. And you might be thinking, yeah, of course, like if I say something hurtful, other people are going to have pain. Yes, and The pain isn't caused by you, it's caused by them. And again, we're gonna talk, we're gonna go deeper into that. So this leads to habits in our adult life, like people-pleasing, over-committing, not being honest about what we really think, what we really want, not basically honoring our own needs, and trying to micromanage ourselves to control other people's thoughts and feelings. And, oh my gosh, I coach people on this all the time where they have been living their lives for other people and have com- lost complete touch with what they, what they want. And not only that, but they feel like they can't even have the things they want because it's such a habitual behavior to take care of everyone else and to make sure everyone else is happy and to put themselves last and to dismiss themselves and sacrifice their own well-being. So this is a huge problem because when you are blaming 
other things, things outside of you for how you're, how you feel, you are giving your power away to those things and you are making them responsible for your emotions. And the problem with that is that you now need the outside world to change or you need other people to change before you can feel better, which again, gives you no control over anything of how you feel. So when you learn to stop and take full responsibility for your emotions, you take your power back. And then you can focus on what you can control. And we have a hard enough time controlling our own thoughts and feelings. So we should just focus on that because we absolutely have zero control over other people's thoughts and feelings. So then we can just focus on what we're choosing to believe and what we're choosing to focus on and what we're putting our attention on and how we want to see things and how we want to feel because that is where our power lies. So the third mistake is when we blame things outside of ourselves for our emotions. The fourth mistake is when we bypass our, our uncomfortable, unpleasant, challenging emotions. Now, The reason we do this, especially in kind of the new age manifesting community, we think that we're going to attract bad things into our lives because we're in a low vibration or manifest the results of our negative thinking. And so this causes us to be scared of our thoughts and feelings and constantly try to push those thoughts away and redirect our mind and think positive and layer on happy thoughts and basically suppress how we're actually feeling. And so we're not honest with ourselves. We're just trying to pretend or force our way into thinking differently and that does not work. Because what you resist persists and what you try to push down actually becomes stronger and eventually it comes out. And I think of it as like trying to hold a beach ball under the water and you're pushing it down and you're holding it down and it causes a lot of tension and your pressure and then eventually it explodes out of the water. And this is when we have these emotional outbursts because we've been pushing something down for so long that it builds and builds and builds and eventually it always comes out. So the reason why we do this is because again, we've been kind of told that we have to have good vibes only. And we also, don't want to let other people down. We don't want to bring other people down. So when we're feeling bad, we will often isolate, we'll often separate ourselves from other people because we don't want it to kind of rub off onto them because we think, again, we have that mistake of thinking that we're responsible for other people's feelings. And and then, of course, we just don't want to feel bad. Nobody wants to feel bad. Nobody wants to experience these unpleasant emotions. We all want to feel good, completely normal. But this thinking that, you know, that those unwanted feelings are a problem is the only problem. Because it's not a problem. It's not a problem that you have some negative thoughts and feelings. This is normal. This is human. It's what you do with them. It's what how you relate to them. It's how you think about those things that actually can cause a problem or not. Because when you can just observe your mind and build a skill of being the witness of your own thoughts and feelings without reacting to them, and you can accept what is arising in the moment without judging it, 
with that unconditional acceptance. And you can see these fluctuations of the mind and this kind of mental discharge of these unconscious and involuntary thoughts that just pop into your mind. And you can see them as just sentences in your brain caused by everything that you've been taking in throughout your lifetime. And you don't identify with it. You don't make it mean something about you. You don't make it about who you are as a person. Then you can watch these things just arise, come up to the surface, and without holding onto them, without believing them, without attaching to them, then you they, they just come and they go because that's just what our brain does all the time. Thoughts arise and if we can just see them as thoughts and nothing more than thoughts, or we can decide if we want to believe them or not, then we have choice. Then we have power. Then we have a sense of mastery over our own mind versus our minds controlling us. So these are the mistakes that you can absolutely learn how to avoid and reverse and do the opposite of these mistakes. And you will learn how in the next two parts of this series of Yoga of Emotion. So again, I just want to reinforce that I have made these mistakes. I sometimes continue to make these mistakes even as a coach who talks about and thinks about this stuff every day, all day. And that is just part of being human. So again, it's just being able to identify these mistakes when they're happening. And real quick to recap, mistake number one is when we use something outside of ourselves as a way to numb, escape, cope, self-soothe, avoid, like using emotional Novocaine. Number two is when we judge our feelings and think that we shouldn't feel how we're feeling and that there's something wrong. Number two is when we blame things outside of ourselves for our feelings. And number four is when we bypass our feelings and we try to just push them down and suppress them and cover them up and layer on positive thinking on top of it. So I'm excited to share part three and part four. So stay tuned. And if you have anything more that you want me to include in this series, don't hesitate to reach out. And if you are struggling with any of these mistakes and you want to change them, you want support, you want coaching, you want me to help you reprogram your mind, reach out to me, set up a free 45 minute strategy session with me. And I would love to talk to you and see if we can work together to help change your brain.